Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. That's hello, cricket badgers everywhere as Lucas uh, swigs down some beer or whatever was in that uh, that receptacle. And uh, good to have you with us. We haven't been with you for a while. That's mainly my fault because I've been doing that much cricket and uh, tennis and what have you. I just don't have time to fit in a cricket badger podcast. Thank you very much indeed to Manscaped.com for their continued support of this cricket badger pod. If you want to pay them a visit, Manscaped.com. And if you quote badger, you'll get 20% off and you'll get free shipping. I'm going to start off, gents, with something um, a little bit more secret, um, serious. My um, my brother-in-law died last week and my thoughts go to my sister Sarah and to my new nephews, uh, my, well, my, not my new nephews, but my nephews all the way through their lives, um, um, Isaac and Max. And um, so the bit down for a few days and then Leeds United um, on Friday night, 1-3-1, and I was all back up again and it's kind of that um gonna start off the podcast with something away from india against england about the seriousness or the importance of sport because basically when you get somebody die in your life it's not important at all sport doesn't matter you know family and um and people you love and friends and what have you are far more important but then sport has a massive ability to heal and to excite and to take you away from the humdrum and tragedies and various other things. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. And um, start with you, Phil, um, because ultimately sport isn't important, but yet it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's a it's an odd thing. I mean, if you if you sort of separate it out, it, it, it's it's meaningless. But anyone that deals with sport, either participating or running it, will see the passion that it brings out in people. Sometimes too much passion, but the, the it, it becomes for some just all encompassing. Was it Shankly said that football wasn't life and death? It was more important. You you, you see it. So I certainly I see it in cricket with uh, you know sometimes it oversteps the mark, but often it's uh, it, it, it the people that drive you along. I mean for the the benefit of sport lifting you up when you're low. And I'm sorry to hear about that. Obviously, this first we just heard about uh, condolences to you and your family. Um, but it, 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 it lifts people when they've got nothing else to lift them. It occupies people that need to have their time occupied. It gives opportunities. I deal a lot with uh, disability cricket. You should, and you should see that, the involvement in, in their lives, the individuals that just live and die their cricket, live and die their cricket, because um, it gives them purpose. It gives them uh, a sense of achievements. It gives them relief when... Um, everything else is, you know, crushing in around you. So I, I absolutely concur in the strongest possible terms. And that's why the integrity of sport is so important because it, it is on one hand, absolutely valueless, but in the other hand, 
utterly invaluable. I mean, basically, most sports are just um, a load of blokes that should know better kicking or hitting a, a ball of wind or, or, a, or a ball of cork or whatever the cricket ball's made of these days around a bit of green stuff um, and doing it for fun. But it, it actually does matter. We found, I think in COVID times, Lucas, we kind of mm. probably got reminded about the importance of sport because it doesn't matter one jot, does it really, who can hit a ball the furthest or something like that. But in COVID where we were all locked down and... Um, yeah, life was a bit hard for a while. Cricket mattered. When cricket came back, it mattered, didn't it? Uh, well, I certainly do. And, and thoughts and prayers to you, to you and your family over that over that tragic um, incident. Um, but yeah, when when we hit with bad times during COVID, the world was looking for something like to heal. Like what what is out there that can you know make us you know take our minds off such a dark time, um, regardless if it's cricket, you know, any any kind of sport really, and when uh, I think when the when England's played India back from COVID, uh, I think I think the world I think like you know, it was a coming of age, you know that it, yes it's gonna yes we're in a dark time but it's gonna get better. Sport is a is a beautiful thing but at times it can be a horrible Nazi thing. But when you're in a dark time as we were three three years ago three four years ago, um, depending where you're from, I think. We looked towards these events, whether it was cricket, whether it was WWE. Um, if you're a fan of that, they they produce um, some sport. I think they're one of the first sports. Um, they hired in Ireland, didn't they? That's yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the they had a the performance center, so um, and it worked out right for them because everyone wanted to watch. But the point is, is that during a dark time, everyone came together. Uh, and that's the most important thing is coming together. So yes, uh, sport at times can be very painful, but but again, it can it can be very beautiful at times, uh, depending on the situation. And I felt like the last three four years when we're coming out of this crisis, that sport has growth and uh, improved dramatically. No matter what it is, whether it's cricket, football, rugby, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's the beauty of it um, is that people come together and they and they want to they just took their mind off this dark time uh, and they uh, fell in love um, with sport again, which is um, a fantastic thing to see. And not just, and not just for men, for uh, girls, for young women as well. Um, so it, it came together for everybody around the world, which is a fantastic thing to see. You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. Let's get on to the cricket then. And uh, we've seen India triumph. It looks, and um, been a couple of test matches this series where it looked like Indi- England were on top and we were starting to get a little bit hopeful. And then um, India, very, very strong at home. Four test defeats in the last, I don't know how many decades. It's ridiculous. Um, India at home are very hard to beat. And uh, Phil, England have, England have found it that, haven't they? Uh, ultimately, you know, one bad hour or something like that is enough to cost you a test against India away. India are just fantastic in their own conditions. I mean, they're, they're fantastic full stop. They're, they're, they're good in in all conditions generally. I can't think of anywhere you wouldn't fancy them. Uh, but in their own conditions, they are streets ahead. You've just seen the way that they've... You know, I, I, don't think we, I don't think we bowl badly, particularly bearing in mind the pressure on those two young spinners that, you know, we're chucked in. Here's the ball. Go, go and bowl out the... Uh, the the prime 
spin playing cricketing nation. Bowl them out I, twice. I didn't, I didn't realize until I saw um, Stephen Finn and Alistair Cook talking about it today, Phil, that Joe Bashir hadn't taken a second innings wicket in his first class career prior that, to prior to today. Or I saw a fantastic stat that um, something like his first innings accounted for thirty five percent of his career, mm. or something. Insane. So, 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 just how inexperienced he is. He didn't and look he's that been, He's been really good as well, hasn't he? I, I've been really impressed by him. I think probably of the three young spinners that England have had in this series, Tom Hartley obviously had a, a, a ripper of a first test um, taking that seven for. But I, I think Shoah Bashir, when he's come in, has looked very confident. He's looked comfortable. He's he's worn the cap nicely. And there's, there's a future for him, I think, isn't there? I mean, for, probably for all three of them, to be fair. Yeah. I don't want to, I mean, I wouldn't want to put too much pressure on them. They're still to convince me, in, in truth. But from what I've seen so far, uh, I can't grumble. They've come in, chucked a new ball, spin that, crack on. Your job, out bowl, um, Ashwin, Jadeja, uh, Yadav, and yeah. uh, win us some test matches. And you think, you know, you literally couldn't make it any harder for them. And they've stepped up. They've had bad days. Um, they've had good days. They're going to be learning so much, and hopefully, we can use this. I mean, the, what we did with Crawley, given him, he just said, "Look, you're going in, good, bad, or ugly. You're going to get a crack," and we're seeing the benefits of that now. I've not complained about Crawley for a long time, as far as mm-hmm. I can remember, um, and indeed, him and Duckett have been our most consistent performers in this series so far. So, if that's any guide to go by, and if we have the same faith. Um, in these three, I mean, it's difficult to shoehorn them all into a bowling attack anywhere outside of the subcontinent. But you know, we've 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 blooded them. They've come through the other side. They say good and bad days. I think Rahan probably has struggled the most out of all three of them. But leg spinners always struggle in India, so I think he's probably done quite well considering. But I think the, the trouble is, Phil. I had somebody message me on Twitter today saying, um, "Yeah, it's, this is really promising. Next time we go back to India, we'll have these three um, four years older or whatever, and they'll be flying." But we'll get back to county cricket in um, in March and April, and they won't play, will they? Yeah, all, all those spinner, you know, you know, dust tops that we'll have in April. Um, <laughs> They'll be throwing, but yeah, they won't see these conditions again until the next time we go back in sort of four or five years' time. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the problems we'll deal with, uh, or, or won't deal with, uh, or we'll end up with some new youngsters down there again next time in four or five years' time. I'm, I'm not sure that we plan that far ahead, to be brutally honest. But that that really is the benefit, whether you like it or not. That that's the benefit of the Stokes and uh, McCullum. You're in, and you're going to stay in until you you know find your feet. It's the absolute antithesis to what we did 20, 30 years ago, uh, which, you know, has proven not to really succeed. And then, uh, you know, this is the alternative. We'll see how it works out. I remember in the 80s, we went through one Ashes series and played about 41 players or something. It was ridiculous. Um, and this is this is totally the other way, isn't it? They they stick with them and they trust them. Um, Lucas, um, hello to you again. The, um, the fourth test, England's were, was it the end of day two? I was getting quite happy about the uh, the situation where England were then. But India just have this habit, don't they, of being able to win these little important sessions and just kind of haul it back from a what looked like a pretty bleak position for India at one stage. When, when Kuldeep came in, uh, I think England were still leading by 170. And that basically, that partnership um, with Kuldeep and uh, it was the keeper, I forgot his name. Um, Jural. Jural, yeah. 
I've been praising him all week with his keeping, and I forgot his name on the spot. Fantastic. Um, that partnership just killed England. That, that's why we um, have you on here, Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that my bloopers um, can accommodate you, James. Well, a, um, I was going to do, do a bloopers reel, but YouTube's not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket. Uh, no, that that partnership um, that partnership killed England. Um, and India have a knack, whether it's Kuldeep, whether it's Jadeja, whether it's Ashwin, whether it's Patel, they have a knack of these all-rounders uh, scoring runs in series. Um, Patel in the Australian series. Um, this time, you know, Kuldeep comes out of nowhere and just that's, that's like he's a top-order player. So they have this knack of just these lower order batsmen just finding runs and uh, taking the game away from an opposition. I thought this was I thought this was England's to lose. I thought England majorly dominated this test match. Uh, as Phil pointed out, you just had one bad hour, hour in India. It's it's curtains, and unfortunately, they had one bad hour when they were leading by uh, 175, and that partnership just destroyed them. The Stoke, the day five today, sorry, day four today. That bad hour after Jadeja got out, you know, Ben Stokes was far too defensive with his fielding. I don't know what the hell is he doing. You would think someone of his capability would learn, um, like we saw in the Ashes with Lyon and Cummins, where he just set the defensive fields and there were singles everywhere. It was like a death by a thousand cuts. Um, I don't, so I don't know what he was thinking with that. Um, I felt even like even day four today when they, when they got out to Deja, I felt it's going to be very tough to start on this pitch. Extremely tough, but he just gave away cheap singles. And as a, as a as a batsman, you come into the crease and you get given a cheap, easy single. That's what you want. You want to be down the other end. And I, I, I think Stoke- in response to that, Luke, I, th- I think he was offering that specific shot through midwicket, yeah. and it drove me mad as well. Yeah. But yeah. there was a purpose to it, as far as I could tell, is that yeah. he wanted them playing across that pad and missing. Yeah. And they were relying on yeah. this scooting through. I think yeah. I saw two go all day. It's the first day yeah. I've, I've got up and watched well, what, all of it. Two, two stadiums. Well, well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't work, like where, where, where was the plan? Where, where was the the ball going towards that direction? Mm. Like h- hardly any time. So the plan didn't work. So giving away cheap, easy sing- singles. You know, it, like I said, it was death by a thousand cuts. It, it just killed any chance England would have had. Now, yet to, I think there was a period where Jadeja and Gill went into defensive mode uh, when the balls did start to turn. And when you go into defensive mode on these pitches, you're going to get in trouble. Um, I mentioned when Jadeja got out, just played a little tee shot. You know, if he was in, in you know, attacking intent, he probably would have cleared that. That's a full but, toss, wasn't it? He, I mean, he would yeah, have been yeah, himself yeah. walking off after oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then um, Jarrell came out with intent. And then because he played with intent, Gil, the other hand, thought, okay, well, maybe the pitch isn't that bad. And he played with intent. And the game was pretty much over because of the early singles Darrell got from the captaincy of Ben Stokes. Um, so I, I didn't understand that plan whatsoever. Um, and then, you know, even when even when England, uh, sorry, when India needed 15 runs to get, he did get the field back. So um, I, I thought I that was... Think- I don't think there was a plan B. I yeah. think that, that was yeah. the problem no. is that when you've, you've bowled Anderson already... Yeah. The ball's yeah. got old. It didn't even bother chucking the ball at Robinson after what was a lacklustre yeah. first innings. And I, he's just bowled route as a, as a partnership breaker every so often. Yeah. I, I also don't understand why Anderson didn't bowl the new ball. 
You've got the arguably the greatest ever bowler with the new ball in the history of the of the sport, and you don't open him with the new ball. I thought there was now, a couple I of things yesterday, um, Lucas. The yeah. um, Ben folks kind of got a single off every over. I, I got the impression. I mean, you you mentioned the rollers. Um, can you yeah. stop taking a sip out of that great big bottle because it's making a load of noise on my audio podcast. Thank you. Um, it's just the, it's just, if anyone's running, it's just cola. It's just just a cola, not alcohol, nothing. Oh, no, I, was, I wasn't questioning your, your alcoholism. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the, we are, yeah. It's, 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 it was the noise. Um, the, um, when, when folks was kind of like just kind of just trying to bat through, I, I felt last night, I mean, he got a load of grief on our WhatsApp group. We, what's folks doing? He hasn't got the shots to take this Indian side down. A, it was hard to bat because you've got Ashwin in full flow. And B, I think there was a plan or some semblance of a plan for folks to try and bat through until close. So they could then use the heavy roller on that surface mm. and break it all up. Yeah. Because obviously, if what, what we've seen in that test was when they used the light roller, it just kind of compacted it a little bit and made it quite good to batting on, certainly mm. for the, against the new ball. So I think folks was kind of giving instructions there to kind of try and bat through with the tail, use the heavy roller overnight. Then they'll probably tee off in the morning and then have a, a, a better chance to actually bowl India out the following day. But obviously, it ultimately, it didn't work because folks was out uh, fairly cheaply. But it's interested me actually through this series how how so many people in our WhatsApp group, Ollie, if you're watching, he, he hates Ben folks. I don't know what it is about Ben folks, but he um, he wants him out as soon as possible. I think he's keeping Lucas. You're a keeper. I know you're on one leg yeah. at the moment. But you're, you're a keeper. <laughs> he's keeping in this series. Has been absolutely extraordinary. I think all the keepers oh, have done well. When the first test started, I thought KS Perhat was a was fantastic. I thought Ben. I thought Ben Folks had a. He didn't have a bad first test, but we've mentioned this in previous series where you don't take the gloves straight away in the series. You can be a bit rusty in your first game, like we saw Johnny Bairstow in the in the in the Ashes. Then it got better as the series went on. Same with with Folks. As the series has gone on, he's got better and better and better. The, the big surprise, well, not surprise, but the biggest thing that these keepers have done is kept their hands low, low as possible. The, the thing, the thing, Lucas, as well, is that with England's two young bowlers, two young spinners, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bashir and Hartley, yeah. he's given them a real chance, oh, yeah. hasn't he? Because if, yeah. he, if he'd been a mess behind the stumps, there was a couple of catches mm. he took earlier on in the series off Rian Ahmed, off the yeah. underage, which were exceptional. Mm. But because he's been so tidy behind the sticks, it's given them a chance and made them look tidier. Well, that's it, isn't it? If you're a young bowler uh, and you, you're struggling and getting hammered, not that these were getting hammered, there, there was a lot of spin in this pitch, and you have a good keeper behind you, knowing that if there is an edge or if there is a if a batsman advances, you know that a keeper the keeper's going to take it, and that does you a world of confidence. It gives you belief that you can bowl at that same spot, frustrate the hell out of the batsman, and if they mm-hmm. do make a sl- mistake, you know a keeper's going to be there. And I think Ben Folks from Test Two has been absolutely fantastic. Jarrell, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I, I I have never seen a, a keeping performance like that from a guy that's only played two test matches. I, I I couldn't believe what I saw, the way he kept his hands low. I know he plays a lot of Ranji Trophy, um, so that might help. Um, but the way he keeps his hands low, I don't remember him missing a single ball. Not a single ball, even whether it was not out or out. Um, the, the, the softness of his hands... Um, surprised me a lot, and you can't teach that. That actually cannot be teached. He's man of the match uh, in this uh, in this yeah, four test. Yeah. When you, when you're keeping well as a keeper batter, yeah. 
Um, it knocks on off, you know, the confidence goes oh, yeah. into your batting, and he came out and batted really nicely as well in both yeah. knocks. So, and um, fair play to him, and congratulations to India. And um, the better team yeah. won. And I think um, I got some uh, sticker. There was a, a post match interview that Ben Stokes did where I mean, the headline on the tweet was something about conditions. He did mention the conditions in it, but he'd he equally said he thoroughly enjoyed the test. India had um, shown their skills on that surface. He loves test cricket. He, he he bigged up his spin bowlers and he said he was looking forward to going to Durham Shiller and uh, as, as a test fan, um, he thought it was a really good test match. But the uh, the Indians, some um, filler jumping on him saying, oh, crying more, talking about the conditions, excuses, excuses. Um, and I don't think that's the case really when it comes to Ben. Yeah. But um, the um want to talk about Ollie Pope a little bit. Lucas mentioned this after the first test when mm. he had that um, tremendous uh, nearly double hundred. Uh, and for once, Lucas got it absolutely bang on. He's hardly scored a run since then. Yeah. Phil, Ollie Pope, it looks like yeah. a walking wicket at times when he comes out to the middle. He, he's, he doesn't seem to be somebody that can produce what he did in that first test to then produce what he's done subsequently. Just doesn't kind of mesh, doesn't add up, does it? Yes, that, that old adage about class and, and being permanent and form, etc. Um, without... Without that two, oh sorry, without that big knock, he's one nine six, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, he's he's averaging seventeen point eight. If you take that out of it, which is you wouldn't be picking him on that, and he was struggling before he got there. So that that one nine six or whatever it was um, has bought him some time, uh, but it's looking pretty ropey. I have to say that the review it was deep, wasn't it, that got him. Um, the review was fantastic because that was that it was a it was a long way down and you're coming up with the naked eye you're thinking well that could have gone anywhere quite frankly mm. so have called it and been brave enough to review it and for it to be um hitting the stumps i have to say i thought it was a, a really good bit of cricket from the indians um but pope i mean you know i wouldn't have i wouldn't have played him to begin with, then he hits out of 200 and you can't drop him. It's a nearest damn it. Uh, mm. You can't drop him after that point. But I have to say that if I was Dan Lawrence, I'd be sitting there thinking, what have I got to do to break into this team? Because the averages are in that middle, the whole middle order is pretty dysfunctional. Root, well, and, and, until Root got his century in the first innings, the three to seven, their, their returns, and obviously Dolly Pope's first uh, test dig, three to seven have produced next to nothing else, have they? So it's been mm. poor from England. They've been reliant on Crawley and Duckett to get them off to a decent start and then haven't really capitalised on those decent starts at times. Um, I'm gonna, I want to go on um, in the second part of the podcast today to talk a, bit, a little bit about DRS there's some controversy about one of the calls in the uh, the test. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about um, England's fallibilities, Basball. I mean, I, I don't like using the term Basball anymore because it is just a, a media construct or whatever you'd say it. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But here's a little bit of a, uh, a break um, for our sponsors, Manscaped. <laughs> Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. 
hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Uh, manscape.com quote badger get 20% off and free shipping um drs we've talked about this before on the podcast and i know ben stokes after the uh third test was talking very much about taking umpire's call out of the equation he got pilloried in some quarters got a little bit of support in others um and then we saw the uh the, the ball that got joe root out whether it pitched outside leg or not i mean i did kind of tweet slightly tongue-in-cheek, umpire's finger went up, so he's out, and he? That's cricket. Um, mm. But I, I've said for quite a while on here, um, and I often, if I tweet this, people come back at me and um, question my sanity, but I, t- I would take umpire's call out of a DRS review, and I would make it so, not. I don't want it to be so that we have two-day tests. So on certain wickets, you'll, you know, you, your pitches you'll get, um, every reviews LBW blah 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 blah. But if you if you take out uh, the umpire's call, you're not making them redundant. They're making plenty of other decisions as the as the match goes on. But purely on a DRS review, take umpire's call out of the equation. And if it's an LBW shout, if it's pitching out, it, it, you need to have a certain percentage of the ball hitting the wicket because there is. Um, it's not exact science, DRS. I think what people don't get, and sometimes I see in the replies, well, it was hitting the wicket. Well, you don't know that. You never actually saw it hit the wicket. It's hit the pad, it stopped, and then the computer has generated what it thinks, to the best of its knowledge, will be the path of that ball onto the stumps from there on. So you have to kind of build in a little bit of a uh, a margin of error. Obviously, going to be the same for everybody um, on that surface in that test match. But if, say, for sake of argument, for easy easy, um, calculations... 50% 50% or more of the ball has to be hitting the stumps for it to be LBW. If less than 50% of the ball's hitting the stumps, it's not LBW. Umpire's call's totally out of it. You just basically review it on the merits of that ball and on what the uh, the technology is telling you. Because what, what I really don't like at the moment is that you can have exactly the same ball. Um, say our Ashwin bowls to Ben Stokes. Um, the umpire doesn't give it. Ashwin reviews it. You get a set. You get a different decision. Exactly the same ball, but you get a different decision if it is reviewed by the bowler than if it's reviewed yeah. by the batter. And it's the same ball. He's either in or he's out. Yeah. It's it's the same same delivery. So I, it makes no sense to me that um, Lucas. So I I take the umpire's call out of it. I'd agree with Ben Stokes to that, but I wouldn't agree with the bit if it's hitting, it's oh. out. Over a certain percentage of the ball has to hit. I don't want to take the the light from Phil because I kind of know what he's going to say here, but. I want umpire's call gone. But having said that, we're not, I'm not, I'm not, when we say we want umpire's call gone, we just want that gone. We don't want, if it's pitching outside, if it's, you know, three metres down, which I have another huge problem with. Um, I thought the Ollie Pope dismissal in the first innings was complete disgrace because what, what more does a batsman need to do? How, how far does a batsman need to do? Three metres. But he, he was a miles forward. He was, he was almost in Pakistan when he played that job. Uh, he was that damn forward. And that happened to Steve Smith also in, in Bangladesh a, couple, a few years ago. Um, so how, how much leeway do we have to give to, to batsmen when they go forward? Um, so I thought Ollie Pope was a bit unlucky with that one because uh, I think the rule is three metres. Well, no one, unless you're, you're batting outside the crease two metres, 
which no one does unless it's a green top and it swings a mite. Uh, I don't don't think any batsmen are going to get there. Uh, so I'd rather see that bring back to 2.5 or 2 metres. Um, just give some kind of doubt to the batsman. Now, with the doubts with the umpire's call, if let, let's go, let's use this as an example, James. Let's go to the Australian Open, the, the tennis, Australian Open major, one of the biggest tournaments of the year. They don't use line judges. They use Hawkeye technology to call out whether it's in or out, and it is dead set accurate. There is no doubt the, whatsoever. There's a difference, though. Yeah, because, I, 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 yeah, I get that. Because, yeah, because, because in that situation, yeah. the ball has actually bounced. It's hit. Yeah. The, it's hit the ground, yeah. and the Hawkeye has tracked it. In cricket, yeah, of course, what, yeah. what, with LBWs, it's hit the pad, yeah. and then it makes a prediction. It's a, there is a difference yeah. between tennis and cricket. Yeah, well, of course, of course, and also, you know, I think they sent sent some motions underneath the court to see it's gone out. But the point is, they experimented with that a couple of years for a couple of years. Now, you can make an argument saying they just wanted to use it because, you know, COVID and they wanted to give it a line judges. But they didn't use that technology until doubt was gone. When it was 100% accurate, they used the technology. I go, go back again. I don't think we can yeah. compare the tennis because it's using the yeah. same equipment. But that tennis is actually judging a, a thing that's actually happened. Cricket is judging yeah. something that the computer thinks yeah. might so, happen. Yeah, but this is this is my point. If If there is too much doubt... With umpire's call, get rid of umpire's call. Get 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 rid of the DRS. Well, not the umpire's call, but the DRS. Do not use the DRS just for the LBWs until you can 100% say there is no doubt. If 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 the ICC came out tomorrow and they said, you know what, we're we're working on technology to get rid of the umpire's call to make it 100% accurate, but we're going to lose the DRS for LBW. I'd be happy with that. I'd be more than happy with that. Because also different umpires have different, you know, they, they think differently. Different umpires think differently. Now, I saw a majority of these umpires calls given with, with Kumar Demasama and a lot of those not outs with Rod Tucker. Rod Tucker is a very ex- experienced umpire, uh, umpired in Sh- Sheffield Shield Game Finals, Marsh Cup Finals. I'm not going to question him. But different umpires think differently. One umpire might think, you know what? If I think it's hitting, I'm going to give it out. One umpire might think if there's doubt, I'm going to give it not out. It's a huge difference. Now, that's not umpire's fault. But I'm just saying that there are different interpretations umpires will use. And I think that's why we see so much inconsistency with umpire's call. Because some Uh, give it out and some won't. I think um, the other thing I I have issue with at times is when you see there's obviously a certain number of factors when they're judging an LBW. Is it pitching in line? Is it then hitting in line? Yeah. Does it go on to hit, basically, the three main ones? Yeah. And I, I think if you get they, – they red light when it's when it's not and they green light when it is or whatever. I think if you get two red lights um, on a, or two umpire's call lights, amber lights for umpire's call, I think there's enough doubt there to say there's too much doubt to give this. If you get yeah. – you know, at the moment, getting one umpire's call in the current situation, I'd say, yeah, fair enough. But two umpires calls, surely we're throwing into into doubt um, two of the major factors of whether it's LBW. That, to me, yeah. is too much doubt to actually then go on and say that bat, that batter yeah. should actually walk. Phil, where, Luke has already premeditated where you're going to go on this one. Are, are you in favour of umpires calls staying or going? Oh, it should stay. It's not even a debate. I think the flaw with the argument that's so eloquently put by Lucas, is that you, it, 
it sounds like you're dealing with positives. Oh, well, DRS isn't 100% in it. Well, I've not seen an umpire that's 100%. I've not seen umpire close to 100%. So what are you replacing it with? You're getting rid of a better system for a, um, a weaker system, quite frankly. Now, the idea of your umpires are there because they apply their judgment. They're there. They're seeing a ball. They're making their eyeball decision on how a ball is from the closest possible position. A DRS is brought into a system. It's not brought in to replace them. It's there to assist them in their judgment. And it doesn't pretend to be 100% accurate. I think some of the problems that we've experienced in this series is graphics that are representing numerical yeah. systems that are then undermining the numerical decision because they don't quite match up. Now, oh, yeah, because behind those graphics we see on the screen, there's a computer with loads and loads of numbers all yeah. whirring around that are making an exact, um, yeah, to the millionth decimal point decisions, which that that ball on the screen with a shadow next to it doesn't represent. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the first premise is you have to accept that some decisions are going to be made incorrectly, both ways, given out and not given out, by how humans how or by DRS. How do you feel about my suggestion of, of, of keeping the DRS to help, but you take umpire's call out of the out of a review, but a certain amount, a certain agreed proportion of the ball has to be hitting the stumps. So, we, so if, if not enough of the ball's hitting the stumps, it's not out. If enough of the ball's hitting the stumps, you give it out. You either trust the technology or you don't. Now, I, I've yeah. seen, I've seen people um, clip the stumps with the, the merest varnish of a cricket ball and dislodge a bale. I've seen people hit the stumps and not dislodge a bale, mm. and 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 that's full on. So the, there's there's so much going into it. That's why your umpire brings their decision to it, and their call should be of influence because they're in the best possible position and they've got instinct. How many times have we watched a a ball go through? Uh, and swing late, and it, it looks like it's going straight to a keeper, particularly in England. And suddenly, it's you know swung, and someone's had to dive to take it. It be, be, there, this having a seam on a cricket ball, uh, and having a ball that goes out of shape means there are so many uh, impossible um, variations that need to be taken into account. You can only deal in in probabilities, and you can really only deal in a range of reasonable responses. So I think what that what that umpire's call does is bring the range of reasonable responses into it. When when you're looking at the new, well, I've not looked at the numerical data, but from what I understand to be, it's giving a uh, an area where the ball could end up. And and the umpire's call really is just handing that benefit of the doubt back over to the umpire. And it seems to me that's utterly invaluable. Uh, the idea that you need to be hitting uh, the stumps with a, enough of the 50% of the ball would in effect be to shrink the stumps for LBW decisions. That That's the real life um, inference to be drawn from that. So it seems to me that that just makes it far more complicated. What we've got is a, you know, umpires who are skilled, they make mistakes. We have a tool to help them. That's what DRS is. It needs to be viewed that way rather than the perfect decision-making tool. And if your, your umpire's decision is the primary, you have to get the benefit and the primacy of that decision to the umpire. A anything else is to overcomplicate it, to effectively shrink the stumps in in, the, in in your view. I think they've got the balance pretty pretty right. The decisions okay. are made right. How often do we realistically see decisions that are wrong? Really, genuinely, it's not, it's not very often. And and I think some of those can be put down to graphics. Certainly in this series, not helping them. And the rest, uh, you know. Well, even it, on that it, graphic it, it, that was being that has been um, talked about a lot, if you actually you're effectively drawing a line 
from the edge of the leg stump all the way down to the edge of the off stump at the other end for a right-hander. Um, and that, that is the line of the extreme part of the stumps. And if you actually look at that graphic where that ball is pitching, you could argue the middle of that ball, even on the graphic, was on that line. It's yeah. only just on that line, but it was but on it's that all, line. it's all argument, though, and that's why yeah. you've, got to, you've got to draw a... You've got to give somewhere in that range of possible react responses, you've got to put an emphasis somewhere. Otherwise, you'll be sit there unable to make a decision. What umpire's call does is give you a decision. Now, you can take that decision, put it the other way, and say the, the data on the computer system is far more reliable than the umpire. You can if you want. My instinct is the human eye is better. Uh, that That's where I'd lay. The, the difficulty I have is where you have a decision – and an umpire may think, for example, it's missing because of height. They don't seem, I don't know, I don't know if they specify where their area of doubt is, but then all doubt is applied. And even though the umpire may have thought it pitched in line and it didn't, we find afterwards it's actually umpire's call on that one. And the call is assumed to be one way or the other when the, when the umpire may not have actually indicated a view. Um, I think that could be refined, but that is starting to make it very complicated. Mm. And and remember all of these rules that you end up having, you'll end up with a, a rule at the top, which is different from what we're playing on a, that's on great. a Saturday. And, and yeah. so you need, you need some consistency there as well. Otherwise we're all playing slightly different games. And, that, and I've seen you bowl off spin. You could do a DRS cause you get loads of wickets for a DRS. The number of wickets I've been robbed of James. I, I'm <laughs> I disgusted. Honestly, if you've never seen Phil play out there, then he's um, he's the next Murali. Moving on to the final um, little thing I've got down on my piece of paper here. 3-1 India um, in the uh, five-match series. Um, Basball, when will Ben Duckett admit that the scoreboard is against him and England can't win this series, Phil? Surely they can still chase this series down, can't they? Anything can happen. And anything can happen. Uh, um, well, With a positive uh, we... attitude, you can, you can manifest anything. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, you know, it'll, be, it'll come down to moral victories. I've seen Indian fans complaining that we we claim moral victories out of defeats. Yeah, oh, England are the moral world champions. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? You've got to cling to something. I mean, as an England fan, we, we, Ollie and I were talking about winning tosses earlier, um, or I think we all were, and we won some great tosses back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. But you know, no, I, nobody flips a coin like an England captain. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, the positive. They've got to take what they can out of it. They're all young. They've all got to learn. And, you know, half the game is one in cricket. As I tell tell all the kids that I play with or, you know, uh, have produced, cricket's a game played in the head most of the time. So if you're, if, if you're telling yourself that um, you're, if you're, if you're giving yourself the right information for a positive mental attitude, then I say crack on. Duckett can make up whatever he wants for his, uh, whatever gets him going. Because in, in fairness to him, He's been one of our best performers in this series. Him and Crawley, I think, with the bat, have been um, have been pretty good. I mean, me, both me and you were very anti-Crawley at one stage in terms of his, not anti-him personally, but anti-him being in the England's team. And they stuck with him, I think, still think, far too long. He could, he could have gone back and maybe earned a recall. Um, but he's he's learned. He's, he's changed a few things and he's, he's loads better. And Ben Duckett, in his second incarnation in an England test shirt, is um is tremendous his record is, is really really good lucas um across to you from an aussie perspective um the one thing i really do like about basball is that it's really got into the heads of the aussies see quotes from australians all the time you can't you can't stop talking about it you're the only you're the only country in the world talking about basball everybody else has kind of moved on from it well after the end of this test match there's not enough tissue paper in this house to wipe tears on my eyes 
because I I, I, I wanted I wanted us to be the first team to beat Basketball, not India. You know, I know I said four one and I wanted India to, to absolutely demolish them, but but it's just sad that we didn't have that opportunity to beat them first. So that's a bit disappointing on that behalf, James. The Australian media just go complete bonkers. They went complete bonkers in that third test when India sorry, England got absolutely rolled in the fourth innings. It's the reason why, if you want to say obsessed with Basball, is that it, the Ashes left a, a stalemate. It was just like it was a two-two draw. No one won. No one lost. You know, we had Pakistan West Indies this summer. No one cared about that. Mind you, we probably cared when West Indies rolled us. We just wanted the hell with them. We just wanted England again. We were so desperate to get them back, but obviously we can't have Ashes every single year. Um, even I wouldn't want that. But it's. When they come to Australia next year, I think it's next year. Um, we got India, then then the Ashes. The press will be off the charts. The the hype will be off the charts, especially if you know England's keep winning. Because arguably, I will admit this, James. Arguably, they have been the informed team coming into this test match. They have been arguably the informed team the last twelve months, um, winning away, winning at home. Um, while we have struggled, you know, here and there, India have struggled here and there. So England have been the, dom- the dominant team the last 12 months, in my opinion. So the build-up to to the Australian Summer Ashes um, is going to be just off the charts. And well, I, I'd like to talk, I'd love to talk about that right now. But um, this is <laughs> England and India show. We've got two Englishmen. I don't want to anger them. Uh, five new Australia. <clears throat> um, but <laughs> but um, I think we're we're better set up to play in Australia than yeah. England, to be honest. I think our batting lineup would much prefer yeah. true bounce and, you know, a bit less swing, a bit more aggression. Sling Mark Wood into it. Could, you, know, you know, the myth that is Archer that might ever, you know, bowl a ball again. And suddenly, I think that 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 basball setup, I feel more optimistic about it on those tracks than in, on an on an Indian tracks. Oh well, well, well. If that's the case, I'll make I'll make sure we have five green tops in there with that. (laughs) (laughs) You keep you keep saying that. Remember, Jimmy will still be there. (laughs) You keep saying this about green tops, but you realise England's got the best seam bowlers in the world. We we grow up on green tops. Well, that that's it. That's if they're still going to come to Australia. That's if Anderson will be there. Um, mind you, the way he's good. You'll never retire. Yeah, that the yeah, he'll he's, probably play. He's, he's eyeing. Was it Ashes twenty seventy six? I think he's eyeing. Yeah. We'll be long dead by the time one, Jimmy Anderson hangs yeah. his boots up. Um, once one thousand wickets. <laughs> thank you for your messages coming in. And um, Bulldoze Williams, um, when we were talking about DRS, was suggesting that both umpires should wear a camera on them. I mean, they, they kind of do to a degree, don't they? We've got cameras everywhere, but the umpires don't actually have them, and their heads move. So that maybe isn't. It's mm. not going to be a static camera, is it? Um, and uh, Sports NXT, who I I would suggest is probably a, an Indian. Um, supporter says, I hereby congratulate England for winning the series morally by four matches to none. <laughs> so thank you very much for your good wishes, Sports NXT. NXT. So your congratulations are much appreciated. Um, Phil, we'll let you get back to work. Lucas, we'll let you get back to bed. Thank you to both of you for uh, joining me on the uh, Cricket Badger podcast today. See you both soon. And uh, thank you out there, everybody, for watching. It's been uh, fun to have you with us. So we'll be back um, at some stage, um, possibly even more so, during the uh, the final test match of the series. And we will see you then. Well played, India. Series victors, 3-1 up, heading to Shilar. Ben Stokes says they've ordered the big jumpers. It's quite cold there, apparently.
Social Podcast Network.